We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the very best in humanity while offering a dose of positivity during these uncertain times. But more importantly, we'd like to let you know that you're not alone and what you're feeling well, we're probably feeling it as well. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nalawai, and this is A World of Hope. That's right. And if this happens to be your first time joining us and you're wondering what exactly A World of Hope means, well, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to our very first session because uh, we expand on that a bit. Spoiler, it has to do with Disney. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So here in the States, at least, we're entering, I believe, week number eight of the self-imposed quarantine shelter in place, uh, whatever they're calling it this week. Safer at home order. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem to have a new name quite frequently. Yes. Well, whatever you want to call it, it just results in uh, way too much time stuck at home. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. And that's something that I've been wrestling with, you know, is having a, a lot more quiet time, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, being alone with my thoughts, which can be a mixed bag, <laughs> especially given the current circumstances. It's very easy to get caught up in the news and, or, you know, hearing people have a meltdown on social media in all caps sometimes. <laughs> so. Yeah, it can definitely be a lot to take in. You know, we kind of touched on this last time as well. One of the important things is maintaining a connection with people. Mm -hmm. I was heavily reminded of that this week as I found out rather abruptly that a friend of mine passed away this week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's before I get into that, our friendship was rather interesting because this lady, her name was Barbara. And, you know, she was in, I believe, her early 60s at this point. And our friendship was rather intriguing how it started because she was the mother of my first girlfriend. Oh, gosh. Me and this girl only dated for about two, two, three months. It was basically like one of those summer things, summer flings, I guess. But Barbara made it a point to stay connected with me back then through MySpace and then it transitioned into Facebook and she was just always interested. Every once in a while, she would just leave me a message asking me what I was up to and uh, just really wanting to follow along and, you know, whatever I was doing. And I'm notoriously bad about sharing things on social media anyway. And she was always uh, quick to chide me on that saying, "Uh, you need to post more pictures because I want to follow along with what you're doing. And I remember, like, specifically that conversation, you know, when I went to Ireland a few years back, uh, I posted, you know, a couple pictures, but uh, not enough for her. She said she wanted to live vicariously through me. And here's someone who established a connection with me when she really didn't have to. I mean, I only dated her daughter for a couple months to continually reach out to me throughout the years. And I, I was relatively young man when I dated her daughter. So time certainly it marched on. So this was quite a while ago. Uh, so for her to continuously reach out to me and just want to stay connected, uh, you know, that, that meant something to me, especially with someone who really, like I said, didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when I learned of her passing, it was definitely 
sad for me, you know, I, it, and I, I was certainly bummed out for a while, but then it got me thinking of the positive things that she brought in my life. The number one of which was just this idea of how important human connections are and that if you take the time to connect with someone, even, you know, if, if they're not someone that you would normally connect with, uh, how important that can be and how powerful that can be and what you could learn from that. I'm someone who firmly believes that people come into our life for a reason, whether it's to learn a lesson or to gain some sort of life insight. Uh, and, and definitely Barbara brought that to me. She showed me the power of connection, human connection. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I didn't even really necessarily think about until, you know, I, I found out that she passed away and that that connection was suddenly taken away. Uh, just how important that was and just how much of a gift I probably took for granted all these years, you know, but what a, what a gift and what a great lesson, you know, out of something tragic, you know, I was able to walk away with a renewed positivity and just this renewed faith and um, not only the connection I had with her, but the connection I have with the people currently in my life and just how I need to do a better job even with some folks that I don't necessarily connect with nearly as much as I should and just how important that is. Not only for the idea of you just never know uh, when someone's last day is going to be or when your last day is going to be for that matter, but more so just uh, all the stories and the lessons that you can learn by just interacting with folks. Yeah, that's cool. For me, that that was definitely, it was a, it was a bittersweet week. You know, it it was, it was sad to lose a friend, but it was, you know, wonderful to gain perspective and I have her to thank for that. So thank you, Barbara. That's awesome. Yeah. Loss is never easy, but, uh, when someone's legacy can push you towards, you know, continuing the greatness that they established in your life, that's always a good thing. So it is. And it gives you a little bit of positive spin. I mean, if there's something positive draw from death, I mean, that that's like a legacy that you leave with people. And in that way, like you're never really gone, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which, is, which is definitely a nice sentiment. That's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think for me, um, this last week or so has been uh, a big reminder to me of the importance of celebrating despite, you know, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like celebrating right now (laughs) because, um, you know, I'm unemployed. I'm stuck at home. There's all this uncertainty. Um, I'm feeling very out of control, you know, struggles with anxiety and depression and all this stuff. The very last thing that I feel like doing is celebrating. But I've had the uh, joyous pleasure of experiencing uh, the new socially distant birthday celebration, (laughs) which are these crazy drive-by parade things. And um, it's actually been just so uplifting to me to be able to see people's drive-by and see people's faces and you know, drive down their street and honk the horn and wave and <laughs> hold signs for them and yell out happy birthday. I mean, it it seems kind of ridiculous. and It's ridiculous in all the best ways. Yeah. I know. It's just, uh, yeah, I've, I've done, I think, four of them now. And they bring me so much joy. I wish they were longer because they're, they're <laughs> over and done with so quickly. 
I love that. But it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's fun to get to see people and even at, like people that aren't related to the celebration, like around, get a kick out of it too. And they're like, oh, how cute. <laughs> Waving at us too. It's like having a ticker tape parade down your neighborhood. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. If there was one great positive thing to come out of, you know, having to shelter in place, it's these birthday drive-bys. <laughs> I, I absolutely love them. And and to me, it just shows like how great the human spirit is, you know, that although we can't physically be together to celebrate, we're we're going to find a way, you know, to, to continue on that connection. <laughs> and it's just so great. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm super, super grateful for all the people who were born in the last few weeks that I got to celebrate. So, <laughs> right. Although I was unfortunately reminded that um, I have a birthday coming and my sister was like, so you want one too? And I was like, mm, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I love going to them for other people. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I can't wait till we talk about your uh, birthday drive by. Oh, a funeral procession. We're not we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> oh man. I'm glad you brought that up though, because yeah, I, I absolutely love these drive by celebrations, you know, and it, I know it's not just her birthdays, you know, people are celebrating all kinds of things. Oh yeah. My cousin just graduated college the other day and had his graduation ceremony online and yeah, it just it's incredible the different ways people are figuring out how to celebrate things and still allow for those moments. And and I think one of the things that's really easy to do in this season is to get caught up in the fear and uncertainty and allow the depression to kind of drag you down into that dark place. And I want to choose to find the joy and even in the darkness, be able to celebrate the good things that are going on because there's still good things that are going on. Well, you know, there was a great quote just recently that uh, Oprah gave about, you know, even on super dark and cloudy days that the sun is still always there behind the clouds. So even in the darkest of times, you know, there, there's always a light you can look towards. And I, I think that's encouraging, you know, if you, if you just carry that idea with you. In some ways, I, I think that gives you enough power and strength just to, to push on. Because there, there is, you just push on till you find the light. Definitely, yeah. All right. Well, I think with that, it's time to get into this week's bit of positivity. So this is where we each uh, find a story or anecdote that we found uplifting and positive. Uh, so, what do you have this week, Amy? Well, this week I have a video that my friend passed on to me today. And it is of the opening ceremony of Shanghai Disney reopening today. Ah, yes, that does my little Disney heart proud. Uh, yeah, it just gives me that little glimmer of hope that like we'll get to that point someday where Disneyland will be back open. So yeah, it was it was really interesting to watch kind of challenging because of the language barrier and not really being able to understand everything that was being said necessarily. Um, during the ceremony part, they had a translator. So that was kind of nice to be able to hear what they were saying. Yeah, it was just that little, it's not like it's a super fantastic video, but it was that <laughs> little piece of hope that like, oh, one day we'll get to walk through the gates at Disneyland again. 
<laughs> One day we'll be having our own opening ceremonies. Yeah. Yes. And I will be so excited. This is where the Disney geek in me is just like, ah! yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I, I'm literally counting down the days until that happens. Only be, not just because like I, I'm a huge Disney land geek and I, I just want to get back to, you know, the place I love. But more so to me, like Disneyland, like being back on Main Street or catching the train or what have you, it for me, that will be the return to normalcy that I need uh, that will just uh, light up my soul like no other. Uh, th- there'll be a lot of tears had that day, for sure. <laughs> well, and kind of like you mentioned earlier, just like the weird little things that we take for granted. like Sure. Like having a pickle down main street oh, oh, those blasted pickles <laughs> <laughs> or a peanut butter sandwich mm. yes yes the craving yes. is real yes yes oh my gosh so how about you what hope do you have for us this week well i found a a pretty uh uplifting story out of texas actually that just recently happened uh it's actually out of the city called the colony texas uh which sounds interesting when you hear that at first you're like hmm. It's like a like a small like colony or something. It's like its its own like country, uh, but no, that's that's the name of the city. So it's definitely a, an intriguing name for a city. But there's this pizzeria in town. It's called Marco's Pizza, and they recently had a, a break in where a couple folks broke in, going through the register and trying to find supplies and mostly money. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't much money in the restaurant because of course they'd been closed for a while when the owner looked at the security footage you know he could tell these were people that don't normally rob places because they were very uh amateur about it and they didn't mm. really know where to look or what to do and so in the spirit of that and to try to turn something negative into something positive uh, he actually put out a post on i believe it was instagram and facebook uh with a pizza in the shape of a heart and this note saying that, you know, to whoever, whoever sees this message, if you or your family or anyone you know is uh, hungry and you can't afford food, just come in and mention this message and we'll make sure you're fed. Not, not having to pay, just literally we're, we're going to make sure anyone who sees this message has food. And so the idea was that he figured that these people were breaking into his restaurant out of desperation. Uh, now, we, we don't really know their intentions, of course, but he, he just took it as like, clearly these people just needed money to survive, maybe. For me, that, that's, that's pretty inspi- inspirational, you know, that the fact that a business owner would do that, that's going above and beyond being a business owner. At that point, you're becoming a community leader, and I think that's so important. Well, you're seeing a need and you're meeting it. Like, that's incredible of him to do, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and of course, from a business standpoint, I guarantee you when he reopens, he's going to get way more business than he used to have because everybody has this positive image of the place now. It's just such a great thing to do for your community. And I hopefully like more businesses see this and just take take it to task and, you know, go out to social media and just reach out to your community. And, hey, you know, guys, we're all in this together, you know, so. We, we get it. Like, you're hungry. We probably have food to spare because we're not able to sell as much as we used to. And let's help each other out. Yeah, that's cool. 
I mean, it's not even that somebody has to necessarily do the exact same thing, but just like figuring the spirit of it. Yeah. Figuring out a way to, you know, spread the kindness and everybody does keep saying we're all in this together. And I've heard of certain people use the phrase that we're all in the same boat. And that's not necessarily true because different people, I think, are in different circumstances and, and each of us have to deal with different elements, you know, and where we're at in our life. And, um, but we're all going through the same storm together and, um, whatever we can do to help out our fellow peoples, you know, we, we should do that. If we just did one thing for one person, think of how that would, would spread and affect the people around us. It'd be really cool. Right. Well, and, and to, to speak to your point about, you know, we're all in different circumstances, you know, doing something like this, it doesn't have to cost you anything. You know, you don't have to buy someone something or give away something for free. I mean, it could just be as simple as listening to someone or a smile or a wave or, you know, any, anything like that where you're just mm-hmm. connecting with someone. Uh, you know, again, like we, that word keeps coming up, but I think it's so important. It's just that connection. And mm-hmm. True. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. And, uh, you know, it can completely change someone's life. Just a, a simple act of a wave. When I heard the story, I, I was just, uh, it, it just warmed my heart. I, I think that was such a, a great move on this business owner's part. Marco's Pizza in the Colony, Texas. Uh, it's a great thing. And like I said, hopefully, you know, more businesses follow suit with that. And, and just given the spirit of that, you know, and uh, we'll be in a lot better place for sure. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Now that we uh, have our dose of hope and positivity, how about uh, a fun pick of the week to head us out here? Shelter in Place has definitely given me time to take in a lot of content. <laughs> uh, so, And I know like uh, you listening, you might be maybe running out of content or hungry for something to do, something to engage your mind. Because, uh, you know, I, I fall into that category quite frequently. Uh, but for me, if you have Disney+, Plus, uh, a show that I've just fallen in love with, it's uh, called Prop Culture. Oh, my gosh, yes. Such a great show. Uh, you know, it's only six episodes, I believe. But, man, I love the films that they chose to highlight. Uh, so not only did they do Tron, which absolutely love that film, and no one talks about it. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that... Out of all and the this movies, is, this is the eighties, like the original yes, Tron. The movie. original Tron. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they touch on Tron Legacy a little bit, but it's mostly the original one where we look at some of the old props. Those costumes were just ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Yes, I couldn't believe it when I saw the description for I believe it's episode number two, and it was Tron. I was like, my god! Of all the movies Disney could have chose, they chose <laughs> Tron. How amazing! That in itself would earn my pick. But there's so many great ones. They do Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which, come on, man. Again, that's another film that just doesn't get talked about as much, but hugely important to Hollywood and Hollywood history and film history. And then we also see the return of Rick Moranis when they talk about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They get We get to catch up with him and just see like his love of that film and just comedy in general and Oh, there's just so many great gems. And I, even the host, he's just so... Uh, I love him. <laughs> he's so enthused about all of this. I'm just like, oh. I want to know you. 
Like, I want he, to go I mean, on an he, adventure. He is with you. the most intriguing person to me because this is what he does. He right. just collects movie props and relics and things from all different kinds of movies. And so, well, I and like, I love that the Disney archives come to him, like, yeah. to look for things. I'm like, my God, you know, you have. You have arrived <laughs> if Disney's coming to you yeah, for help. Man, he can he can find stuff. <laughs> yes, ah, oh, but yeah, it was so great. And then the they end on the Muppets, which perfect. I, I, <laughs> anything to do with the Muppets, especially like those original Jim Henson films. Yeah, you're you're gonna pull on my heartstrings every time. It was just so great, and it's just, the the show itself is just done in such a fun way that. It just makes you excited to rewatch these films, and which, lucky for you, most of them are on Disney Plus. So <laughs> there you go; you don't even have to go far. How convenient! Exactly. It's like Disney thought this through. <laughs> Imagine that. So that's my pick. If you have Disney Plus, check it out. Prop culture, uh, you'll enjoy it for sure. That is a fantastic pick. I 110% agree. <laughs> How about you, though? What do you, what do you have? Well, my pick, I guess it's technically a twofer, but we're just going to roll with it. I'll take it. I'll accept it. So <laughs> with uh, with with all of this extra time, um, I have discovered apparently a new hobby that I didn't know I was going to enjoy. I, th- I think I enjoy it. I don't know. It frustrates <laughs> me a little bit. But anyone who has seen my Instagram feed um, will notice these random progressions of I don't even know if I should call it art because I don't know that I would classify it as art. We'll call them artistic creations. You know, I've been following along your journey and I'm honestly like you won't, but I'll say they're art. They may have started as doodles, but they've grown into art. They've grown into art. There's definitely been a a progression on this journey as far as the learning curve goes. But I, I, you know, I started out just kind of like dabbling on, I don't even remember what the first app was that I was using. First, I was just using regular old like markers and paper, you know? (laughs) How low tech of you. I know. (laughs) Then eventually I didn't like, I think I got frustrated with the way that the markers were looking or I don't know. I just was like, I wish I could make it look a little bit more uniform. And then somehow I ended up on YouTube and (laughs) as we all do, it's like the YouTube wormhole, you know, it just sucks (laughs) you in and pulls you down. And then three hours later, you're like, what just happened to my life? And that YouTube algorithm, they know exactly what to recommend (laughs) to you. You're like, Oh, sounds interesting. I had no interest in it before, but Hey, here we go. Yeah, so that's uh, how I discovered an app called Procreate, which is uh, a digital art app that you can use. Basically, it was because I found um, a tutorial by uh, a woman named Lisa Bardot. She runs a YouTube page. She's an an artist, a mom. uh, She's done photography, graphic design, all this fun stuff. But she runs a YouTube um, channel on all of these tutorials on how to use she she creates procreate brushes of her own because as an artist she was like i, I want to be able to do this so she made a brush that could do that and then now she sells them um, but she has an amazing amazing library of tutorials and i literally just like picked the well the first one was like how to draw and procreate and i was like this is fantastic i have no idea what i'm doing on this app <laughs> 
ideally it works best on um, an iPad Pro because of the size and with the Apple Pencil, but I have a dinosaur iPad and a cheesy, like <laughs> regular old stylus thing, and I just make it work. So it has been so much fun though. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel like there's so many different ways to use the Procreate app that I never would have thought of. I mean, I, I can't even begin to imagine half of the things that I've made. Like, I would have no, had no idea how to make something like that. <laughs> um, but, but I, yeah, I just, I follow her tutorials step by step. And somehow I get something that like actually resembles what she made. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this apparently. <laughs> and, and there are definite moments where the result is like, mm, that looks like something a five-year-old did, but I'm just going to roll with it <laughs> because I'm having fun while I do it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've discovered how to create my own adult coloring books, I guess you could say. <laughs> Because Procreate has the, this incredible of ability to um, do like mirror imaging. So like you doodle one thing and it does the exact thing on the other side. So you get these crazy intricate oh, okay. designs and then you can go back in and color it with color, like fill it in with color. And there's something so, even on like the iPad, there's something so therapeutic about that. It has just opened up this whole world of like, oh. Can, I, I wasn't able to make my mom a mother or get my mom a Mother's Day card. And so I made her a photo collage on Procreate. <laughs> That's cool. Which I'm sure probably meant more to her than, you know, a Hallmark card would have anyway, you know. Yeah, I get I don't know, but I you know, I had fun making it. So <laughs> that's I think that's the takeaway for me is that like it's a creative outlet. It's it's really fun and easy. So I think I think the app is like $9.99. It is, you, you do have to pay for it. It's not bad though. But for 10 bucks for, I mean, I've, I've been using it. I can't even count how many hours. <laughs> <laughs> Bardo Brush runs uh, an, a making art every day challenge and I've been participating in that. So every day I'm on it making something following the, the challenge prompts that, um, that they put out. And it's just been like this big piece of calm for me i don't know it gives me a sense of like here's something for you to do <laughs> which I, you I know that, I, yeah. I need that yeah well it keeps your mind busy which yeah it's a good thing yeah and i mean it's just forcing me to do something different you know last week i shared a little bit about polly's picnic and as i was watching this last weekend one of the the performers on there said you know we should we should try new things you know step out of our comfort zone challenge yourself and try new things and like for me that's what this has been this has been a huge step out of anything normal because i draw stick people and even my stick people are not that cute uh, <laughs> so to think that i could like possibly create something that like even looks the tiniest bit visually appealing um through this app and by following these tutorials and just kind of learning what she does has been so huge and um, rewarding in ways that I didn't realize I needed. And it's just been a lot of fun. So yeah, Procreate app and uh, Bardo Brush on YouTube and Instagram. The tutorials are awesome. 
That's awesome. That's a, that's a great recommendation. And just seeing your progression, like it has me intrigued and I am an absolutely terrible, terrible <laughs> artist. Uh, you know, we've, we've had a couple house party interactions. That can attest to that. <laughs> oh, the draw something game. I, I have yes, proof. Uh, I have proof. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. So <laughs> it's, it's bad. Might need to post some of those. Hmm. So, you know, you have me intrigued. Like, I, I'm curious, like maybe, you know, I can at, at least step it up and become like a pro stick figure. Yeah, guy. there you go. Goals. Yeah. I do like what you mentioned too about trying something new. And I, I think that's even been proven scientifically, you know, when you try new things, new like motions and stuff with your hands and body and things like that creates like new neural pathways in your brain and it uh, can help stimulate the mind, keep it active, keep it help with the longevity. Yeah. And it's not even like you have to keep doing it, you know, just try it once for the sake of trying it. And then you can say, I did that. <laughs> yeah. And you can buy like a digital photo frame and hang up all your, Ooh, your drawings. There you go. Well, and there you have it. Our two picks for this week. I gave you prop culture on Disney plus and Amy gave you procreate the app on the iPad or iOS as well as the Bardo Brush tutorials. Uh, you'll, you'll be a Pablo Picasso in no time. Links for all of that, as well as all of our stories we mentioned today, can be found at our website, worldofhopes.com. So we encourage you to check that out after you listen to take in everything we mentioned today. Yes, and if you have any stories of hope or positivity, if you try creating something on Procreate, do one of the tutorials, we want to hear and see all about it. So connect with us on Instagram. That's right. And you can find the information for all that on our website as well. So at worldofhopes.com. We'd love to feature your stories and your artwork. So send it our way. We, we'd love to connect and interact. And I think that's going to do it for us this week. So until next time, stay healthy and take care. And connect with others around you. Have a great week.